Hello and welcome everyone to the first full-length episode of the new podcast, Coming Back to Life. My name is Debbie O'Keefe. I'm an intuitive empath speaker and writer, and it is my absolute pleasure, joy, and privilege to be here with you right now. And in the Coming Back to Life podcast, I will be sharing personal experiences as well as intuitive insights and messages that will help you live the life that you truly desire and meant for and love yourself while you do it. So let's get right to it. And in this first episode, I'm going to be sharing uh, really one of the greatest and most pivotal moments that led to my restoration and my desire to live, to literally come back to life. And I have shared in previous um, experiences my journey of healing in terms of chronic pain and illness, uh, autoimmune disease, anxiety, and depression. And there was a point in time where things kind of came full circle again. And this is very common and very normal in the healing journey where things kind of tend to revert. And it's not uncommon to go back to original states and sometimes more severe and more intense than they were initially. And Quite recently, it was an experience where everything in terms of my physical body, my physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, uh, took a, a twist turn upside down. And some of the conditions and some of the um, physical issues intensified, as well as the emotional parts. And I found myself going uh, back into the shadows of anxiety and depression, as well as some of the physical components of previous experiences. And what was very interesting this time is rather than falling into the darkness of those shadows, where um, normally and in the past, I would have kind of gone down that rabbit hole. There was a very strong, strong, strong calling to me that this was an awakening uh, aspect and that this was preparing me for something very, very big. And I knew at my core that I was breaking down to the very bare bones of what I was meant to be before I could build up. So I had some hope in this experience through that guidance. Otherwise, as many of us would, we fall into that place of, oh my God, why is this happening to me? I don't know how to come out of this. It's too much. I can't handle it and I can't bear it. And the other aspect of this that was so enlightening and awakening to me was that it became very clear to me that these symptoms, most specifically those of the anxiety and the depression. And when I talk about anxiety, I'm, I'm saying in the sense that panic attacks were happening multiple times a week, um, real, you know, bouts of, you know, 
fatigue in terms of not being able to function and um, that malaise of really just not wanting to do anything, not having passion to create, not having passion to engage, all those sorts of things. This was calling to me as a strong indicator that it was time to examine all of those parts of my life, of myself, of my experiences, of my relationships, and of my connection with myself that I was not giving the attention that it needed, that I was trying to escape, that I was running from, that I was lying to myself about, that I was denying most specifically. And this particular go around with these experiences brought with them very clear messages to me that it is time for you to come home. And it is time for you to embody everything that you are going out into the world to do. That the level of healing that I intended to bring with those that I was going to work with, that I was going to engage with, I had to experience and to provide for myself. And that's what these were indicating to me to come to. So this first aspect of what I really came into was the embracing of my true nature and my inherent gifts as a highly sensitive person and an empath. And throughout my life, I, I always knew. And I can remember as far back as literally being a baby as early as two years old, that there was a hyper awareness of attention and connection to the energy and emotions and experiences of other people. I also had a deep connection with something unknown to me that was always, from what I could basically explain, it was something outside of my awareness of the physical world. But as a child, I didn't always understand. There was always an energy or an essence of something else that was always with me, but I couldn't quite explain or understand what that was for me. There have been accounts and experiences and, and sharings with me that I just kind of naturally and innately always knew how to adjust or how to adapt. And that was something very big for me throughout my upbringing was that I realized that very little of who or what I was, was ever because it felt natural or good to me. It was always a constant adaptation to my surroundings and the people around me. And it was always in an attempt to balance out 
my input to balance out the energy that was coming to me and whatever it was that it was calling for at that time. So if it was a very heightened, agitated state, I would suddenly become a calming nature or a calming force or do something or become something that would settle that energy down. If it was uh, sadness or it was anger, I would immediately go into something that could neutralize that, that would make somebody happy. It would be a gesture or a favor or something. If I experienced overwhelm or stress or chaos, it was, what can I do to make this easier? How can I take something off? What can I contribute? What can I do? Um, If I realized that people thrived on my agreeability um, or humor, or whatever it is. By nature, I am actually a very quiet, um, introverted inner person. And I would notice that if I got involved in high states of conversation or something where there was a high amount of energy or things started to become tense in any way, I would start to speak faster. I would start to talk louder. I would start to create more opportunities for conversations to engage, to distract, almost like a refocusing, um, in some cases, a distraction or a determined from whatever it was that was creating any kind of upset or a lowering of energy at any point. And over time, this overexertion of constantly being on high alert, hypervigilant, my nervous system was constantly engaged in terms of keeping on top of things, staying ahead of it. And also realizing that at a subconscious level, um, I was always reverting back to a memory, whether that be cellular memory, whether it be an energetic memory, whether it be a subconscious memory of related times. So anytime something would come into an experience where it's like, oh, well, this happened, it's like my brain would kind of make connections and say, okay, well, here's here's the action plan for that experience. So you can imagine living in a, a constant state of awareness and keeping on top. And this is not to say that people put this pressure on me. And this is the most important thing. And for people who are um, highly sensitive or empathic and energetically very attuned, it's very important to understand this, that this is self-imposed. This becomes a coping mechanism and a survival approach um, as a response of the nervous system and the fight, flight, or freeze. And also that healing, uh, caretaking tendency that many um, energetically sensitive people 
tend to lean towards. So this is not to say that I was brought up to be a certain way or that an expectation that was put on me. Um, I was lucky and fortunate to be raised in an environment where, you know, it was always encouraged. All we ask is that you do your best. And perfectionism or high achievement was never something that was stressed. That became a self-adopted uh, role that I assigned for myself to continue to comply to these things. So the biggest part about this was not understanding what it was that made me, quote unquote, this way. What it was that was driving me to this type and this way of being. And it was only into the later part of my life that I finally became in tuned and aware and educated and came into a place of understanding that there was a clear and concrete reason. And once I came into this place of understanding and acceptance, this is where things really started to take off. So we're going to take a super short break. And when we come back, I'm going to share what it was that I came into understanding about and how this awareness and insight could definitely uh, lead you to a place of awareness that can help you come into a place of understanding and healing in your own life and journey. So stick with me. We'll be back in one minute. Hi, and welcome back. Thanks for sticking with me. So right before the break, we were talking about the understanding and the awareness that I came into that catapulted my healing and brought me into a real place of embracing my life, myself, and completely turned everything around. And this is something that I share for anyone that can relate to the ideas of highly sensitive people, empaths, um, even introversion uh, to, to that extent too. If this is something that you do not have uh, knowledge, you might be hearing me say, what's a highly sensitive person? What's an empath? Um, I provide other resources for that on my website, and you can certainly check that out, www.deborahokeefe.com. And I am working towards creating um, information programs as well as support programs for those who are coming into understanding as to whether or not you are a highly sensitive person, empath, both, and how it is that you can um, navigate through life with these experiences. So uh, as I mentioned before the break, it was in the later part of my life, only within the last few years, um, most specifically during shortly before the pandemic, but heavily in the pandemic, that I became very educated and versed in the field and subject of highly sensitive people and empaths. Now, 
There are a lot of myths and misconceptions around highly sensitive people and empaths. And what is most important for me to share with you is that the biggest barrier of my ability to embrace and accept and come into a place of wholeness of who and what I am was allowing the outside stimuli, the stigmas, judgments, ideas, and opinions of everything outside to influence my connection with what felt true to me. Okay, so I really want to take a minute to to pause on that and, and reinforce that. The biggest thing standing between me and personal and whole self-acceptance was allowing the outside opinions, stigmas, judgments, and everything outside of me to permeate and to cloud my knowledge of what was true for me. In addition to that, is the idea of labels. And we're going to talk more about this in future episodes. It's very important that you understand where I come from, that when I share my connection as a highly sensitive person or empath, this is never from a place of labeling myself to create some idea of exclusiveness or specialness or any kind of labeling that makes me separate from anyone or anything else. And I'm going to be doing an entire episode on labels specifically for this reason. So I'm not going to get into that too much here, but it's very important that I reinforce this here. And as I shared, um, in my recent blog article about the misconceptions and um, myths that many people hold about highly sensitive people and empaths. And you can check that out in the link that I share um, in this podcast episode. Some of the many things uh, that people believe is that number one, being highly sensitive or being an empath is not real, that it's a bunch of woo-woo, made up nonsense that people use as an excuse, as one of two things, that they either use it as an excuse to justify their oversensitive behaviors or habits or anything like that, or to label themselves as something special that they're not really, and it's just another catchword, buzzword, and another trend of things that's going on. And it's very easy to fall into that place of like, oh, I don't, well, I don't want to be seen as that. And I don't want people to think I'm crazy. And I don't want this. And I don't want people to judge me. And I certainly let that in. Another thing is that being highly sensitive or believing that you're empathic or an empath is a choice. And that what you really need is a tougher skin and you need to, you know, toughen up and knock it off and suck it up and all these different things. 
another thing being that being an empath or having the abilities of an empath and being empathetic or sympathetic are the same thing, which is it is not. Also paired with another misconception is that all highly sensitive people, all empaths are introverted. So that just means they're shy, they're antisocial. And one of the other biggest ones is that highly sensitive people and empaths are exclusive to just women or gay men because they tend to be more sensitive, more with the feelies and things like this. So not to say that there aren't more things out there, but these are some of the most solid ones that have a lot of uh, stigma and judgment around this idea of highly sensitive people and empaths. And you can totally understand where all of these would not exactly make a person want to jump right up and be like, oh, yay, that's me. And it kind of puts you in the center of a lot of criticism and a lot of skepticism and a lot of, you know, ridicule and things like that. So the fact of the matter is none of these things are true. And there is an incredible amount of data, research, science. There are books, there are articles, all sorts of things where um, it has been biologically and neurologically proven that people who fall under the categories of highly sensitive people and or empaths, one or the other or both, literally have a different biological composition in terms of the hormones, the chemicals, the regulations of dopamine, serotonin, endorphins in their bodies, as well as the neurostructure in terms of mirror neurons, um, the amygdala, the cortexes, how things are activated, which parts are more active, um, that there are actually more mirror receptors in the brain of people who exhibit highly sensitive natures as well as empathic abilities, um, which is what enables people to absorb and reflect the emotions, energies, and behaviors of other people and process differently. The ability in which highly sensitive people, introverts, and empaths process information as it is being brought into them, the time in which it takes, how they react to stimuli, it is all there. So asking someone or expecting someone to just stop being highly sensitive or an empath is as ridiculous or as unreasonable as asking someone with any other kind of biological or physical um, condition in terms of like diabetes or hypothyroidism or anything. Oh, well, just regulate your own TSH or regulate your own insulin. You know, just stop doing that. Stop being diabetic. Stop being, you know, hyper or hypothyroid. Um, it, it is the way in which we are made. It is 
literally who and what we are. So once I continued to educate myself and I came into this and I was able to understand there is nothing, quote unquote, wrong with me. First of all, the elation and the relief of I'm not crazy. Okay. There is so much relief in knowing it's not you. You're not crazy. You're not alone. I'm not making this up. I have always known. I have always known. And this relief and this eureka and this hallelujah of here are your answers. And most importantly, it's not your fault. And there was so much in terms of this. And I continued to build myself in terms of my education about these things. And uh, I will continue to, to share and educate uh, for all those who are, are seeking this same resolution in your life. And um, I encourage anyone who is in a place of uncertainty. So this is not just in terms of highly sensitive people or empaths or introverts or anything like that. Anyone who is in a place of uncertainty, we're at your core. And, and this is the, the, the biggest message in this episode that I, I intend to bring to everyone is that if you are feeling at your core that there is a part of you that you are longing to be whole with, to feel at peace with. There is something about you that is calling to be embodied. It's calling to be lived out. It's calling to be embraced and accepted and nurtured and supported and that part of you to thrive. Because with this understanding of, first of all, embracing the fact that I am by nature highly sensitive and empathic, paired with the knowledge of these things. I was able to understand and embrace the gifts that come with this and to realize that this was not something that was a defect to be punished, but something to be nurtured, strengthened, supported, and celebrated. I really want you to hear that. When you move from a place of self-hatred, self-loathing, self-punishment, resentment, and anger, and shame, and guilt, to a place of encouragement, support, self-care, self-acceptance, self-love, self-nurturing, and self-celebration, just hearing that energetic shift from those two stances of living and just witnessing that transition from one to the other, you can hear it and you can feel it just in the energy being transmitted through this, through this exchange with you and me feel that. And that's what we're all meant for. Everything it is that we are hating, that we are denying, that we are suppressing, that we are resisting, that we are shaming, that we are condemning, those are the parts of us that want to be loved. 
Those are the parts of us that want to sing. Those are the parts of us that want to soar. Those are the parts of us that are meant to come forward to be seen and to serve and to thrive in this life and in this world. So if there is a part of you that you are feeling so much shame or so much uncertainty or discomfort around, that is the part where I encourage you to educate, to know, to come closer to. And that is what I am intending to bring to every single person, to bring you to that place of self-understanding to self-acceptance, to self-awareness. And again, as I mentioned in the in the premiere episode, this is taking things like self-awareness, self-care, self-compassion, all these things, these buzzwords that in, in the personal development and spiritual world up until this point have been a lot of fluff. A lot of people are sick of hearing these words. I know I am. Okay, we are sick of the pamphlets, we are sick of the booklets on all this stuff about how to love yourself and self-care and self-compassion and self-this and self-that. I know, most especially my women audience, my female audience, you are sick of it, as was I. But we are going to take this and really bring this in at the level that we are meant to, to really come back to life, to start living, not existing not coexisting, not going through the motions, and really mending the disconnect within ourselves so that we can mend the disconnect in the world around us. And that is what we're missing. That is what we are meant to find. That is what we are meant for healing. That is what true healing is. And we're going to talk about that in future episodes as well. So, As we bring this episode together and connect what it is that we are meant to be experiencing, I want to thank you with my whole heart for joining me in this experience. And remember to embrace those parts that maybe at one point in your life or outside experiences have been telling you to say no to. Because those are the very things that you're being asked to say yes to, to give that love and attention to, as I did in embracing my true nature and coming into a place of better understanding and having the courage and the compassion to step in to that reality of who I am. And I continue to thrive and and heal and rise as I continue this journey, as I hope to do alongside with you. So once again, thank you so much for joining me in this experience. If you are interested in walking side by side with me and an incredible group of like-minded women, I invite you to check out the Rising Together women's group community on my website, DebraOkeefe.com. We are beginning this month and it is a very exciting journey with a beautiful group of women. And I will continue to take you along these experiences to come into your place of personal awareness, as well as embracing um, all of your gifts, everything it is that you are being called to.
to be your own guide. So until next week, I want to wish you the most fantastic experience for the rest of your journey. And stay tuned for future episodes. Once again, this is Debbie O'Keefe wishing you incredible light, love, endless blessings. I am so grateful and appreciative to you all for making time and space in your life to be with me. And until next time, take care and be well.